Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. The point about zakat that I want to cover now is zakat on businesses. So I'm going to give you an example of a small business and maybe a larger business and to understand. So number one, in a business or in assets in general, everything that is considered to be wealth doesn't mean that it's zakatable. So for example, if I've got a very expensive jacket, somebody uh, sent me a message the other day that they've got an expensive watch. Is there zakat on an expensive watch? Anything that you use for your personal need, a watch, a car, and you have two cars and you basically uh, need them for your personal needs, then there's no zakat on that. Anything which is business-oriented that you purchase for business. Now, in a business, you actually have two types of aspects. Number one, let's just say you've got a larger business, so you've got machinery. Let's say you're baking cakes. So you've got an oven, you've got a mixer, you've got, you, you've got maybe a scale, you've got spoons and ladles and tins and, uh, and, 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 and so on. And then you're going to have things like flour, you're going to have sugar, you're going to have butter, you're going to have the ingredients, the sultanas, the raisins, uh, chocolate for brownies, whatever else that you know, people put in there, right? Or apple crumble, you're going to have apples, or whatever it is, right? Um, maybe, uh, you know, uh, getting a bit tempted with this kind of stuff. So then you're going to have maybe cake, uh, uh, cake boxes that you deliver the cakes in, maybe cake, uh, what do you call it? cake cases in which you make your cupcakes, and things like that. Like, why do I know so much about cakes? SubhanAllah, just an example, right? So now, in the business, you only have to take a value of the zakatable assets for you to pay zakat on. Zakatable assets of a business, or let's start with non-zakatable first. The non-zakatable assets in a business are anything which is fixed, that, doesn't need, that will not go out to the customer, that you just use to manufacture or to do your business with. So for example, your machines, you don't sell them. They're just used for your mixing and so on, your oven, your gloves, and anything else that is used. Cake cases, you're going to give them to the customer. So that will be zakatable. So zakatable assets are those which eventually become final product. So your sugar, right? your butter, all the ingredients, your little sprinkles, right? and all of that kind of stuff. With whatever is going to go down, including cases, boxes, and so on. Will, the car be, will your car that you do deliveries in, will that be zakatable? No. If you've got a business car, it's not zakatable, right? Or let's just say you're doing a, a bigger business, whatever it is. Somebody sent me a question the other day about uh, a, a garment business. They, they order abayas and so on, and hijabs. So again in there, you're only going to pay not on the racks where you store your abayas, right? But if you've got plastic, plastic uh, coverings for the abaya that you send out for protection purposes to your customers, that will be zakatable. So anything that eventually goes to the customer that you sell, that will be part of your sale, all of that is zakatable. But your racks and rails and uh, storage boxes or whatever, that will not be. Because that is for your own storage, not for sending to the customer. Aside from that, the other thing that you need to also, that is also zakatable is any money in the business. Any cash minus any debts. So if I am holding... 5,000 pounds in the bank, but I owe 3,000, right, to suppliers, and that's all I have, then that means I only pay zakat on 2,000, because the 5,000 is not all mine, 3,000 have to go out. Likewise, if there's money due, so I've got 5,000 in the bank, but there's 2,000 that is owed to me by my customers, that is also zakatable, minus any debts. So if I've got 5,000, I'm owed 2,000, but I owe 3,000 to my suppliers, then that would be 7,005 plus 2, Five in the bank, two that I'm going to receive, 
is a business debt, so they're very strong debts, and that's seven minus three that I owe. So that means I'm going to pay zakat on 4,000. Now, the, uh, another complication comes is, what about stock that I've ordered and is being manufactured right now? I've, I've either paid for it, right? I mean, if, I've paid, if I haven't paid for it, then it's going to be money due and that you, you can just uh, probably ignore anyway. But if I've paid for it, advance payment to make abayas for me. Uh, advance payments uh, to make, uh, maybe supply me with 200 cakes, whatever, right? Or 200 books. I've maybe, uh, through White Thread Press, we've uh, already given the printer an order, right? That I want 2,000 copies, 3,000 copies of the marriage book. I've maybe even paid them. So if I paid them now, that means the books are going to come. That's business asset. That is also going to be zakatable. Question is, what price is that going to be zakatable at? So basically, you can just take the cost price. If I've paid £3,000, right, or £5,000, then that is going to be the zakatable asset because that's still my money, right? Either I'm going to get the money back if they can't supply or I'm going to get the books back or I'm going to get books in return for it, right? So that's very strong. That's why you have to pay on any stock that you've ordered, right, which you've paid for, then you have to pay for that. Now, if you've got inventory... Right, like you're selling, uh, you're, you're, you're selling pens, for example, right? Or you're selling cakes, or whatever. What price do you what what price do you give to your cake casings or your flour or whatever? Obviously, whatever the flour pricing is, that's what you give it. If it's finished products, like books, let's just say I've got three hundred books sitting which I haven't sold yet. I need to generally take the price. I need to value that for zakatable purposes at the price that I expect to sell them at. So if I'm going to sell them all in retail, £10 a piece, the marriage books, for example, £10 a piece, then I need to value that, that I'm going to receive £10 each. 200 books at £10 is going to be, what, £2,000? So that's going to be my... Now, if I think I'm not going to sell all of them uh, on retail, but I'm going to sell them on wholesale, then I take the wholesale price and I pay zakat on that. If I think that I'm going to sell 50% retail, 50% wholesale, then I can do it according to that. That's generally the idea that your inventory should be priced at either its cost price if it's not a finished product, uh, at what you can maybe even sell it at right now. If it's finished products, then it's the retail price because obviously if you're going to look at just the individual prices, oh, the flour cost me this much, the raisins cost me this much, the butter cost me this much, then that cupcake is going to cost you 20 pence, right? Whereas you sell it for £1.50, right? You know you're going to sell this tomorrow, right, for £1.50, right, $1.50, whatever. So that means... You, uh, you, you don't pay at the cost price because you're expecting to sell this at one and a half. So that's the price you generally take. But if it's still raw products, you can just take it at the price that you would sell it then at raw products. It doesn't have that much value. So hopefully that clarifies in terms of general business. Of course, there's a lot more complicated business scenarios, but this will do, do for most businesses that people will be doing, inshallah. Jazakallah khairan.